This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. That's right, sound the horns, DJ Spider in the house. We are coming to you from Los Angeles, California. This podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. Make sure you get on there, BeatSource.com. We have already launched so many amazing, exciting features from these VIP playlists and BeatSource link which gives you the ability to DJ uh, off the cloud, stream your tracks right into your preferred software or hardware that you use for DJing. And we've got so much stuff on the horizon that uh, is soon to be launched that is very exciting. So stay tuned. Get on BeatSource.com. Do your free trial if you haven't used it yet. It is really dope. So make sure you get on. Um, And thank you guys for also making this show possible. If there's no one listening, there's no show. So thank you guys for listening week after week, helping me to build this community and build this show. Uh, if you want to help the show out, please subscribe to us on YouTube, on the BeatSource channel, and on the Apple Podcast app. Subscribe, rate, review, do what you can. Please support. That helps us move up. I appreciate it. And hit me at DJ Spider, DJ S-P-I-D-E-R on uh, Instagram, Twitch, wherever you want to find me and let me know what you think of the show, if you got any questions, suggestions for people to want that you want on and all that stuff. Now, today, we've got a special show for you. We have got the stream queen herself. We've got someone that has been killing it in the streaming world. And yes, she was DJing for a while before that, but once she started going on Instagram Live and then transitioned over to Twitch... It was game over. She's become one of the top watched DJs on Twitch, as well as killing it in her return to in-person gigs, including a residency in Las Vegas at one of the top places at the Win Encore Beach Club. So it has been such a pleasure to watch her go from, you know, pre-pandemic, go into the streaming thing and just absolutely kill it. And she's made for this. Her energy is infectious. She can play any kind of music, it seems like, at the top level. Um, She has her own party called You're Not Down. She has an oldies party where she brings her parents on to the stream. She she does everything. And her she's like so much fun to watch, which is why I think she's killing it in the streaming game. You feel like you're with her. You feel her energy through there. She dresses up. She does it all. It's, it's great. And we really go deep into that process, talk about her team, talk about everything involved. We also go beyond that. Um, but we discuss about, you know, her streaming and all the amazing things that have come from it. Um, so, you know, I mean, we, we go into all types of different stories. She tells some pretty amazing stories. And um, I just had the greatest time hanging with her and getting to know her better. So please, you guys, please welcome to the show, DJ Angie V. Getting into Twitch and all of these super technical things, it's hard. It almost makes you want to quit you know you're like i can't deal with all this it's too much you know it's it, it is a lot and i honestly would could not have done it without um it is a team for me it's a team i knew yeah. right away like when i was getting the pressure to move over to twitch it was very like i 
I did one stream, I think for Groove Cruise and they had sent me up how to set it up and I did it and I was like, oh, this is cool. It's not that hard. But then you go into other people's streams and you're like, you know, you're seen like seen with hydraulic turntables and you're seeing like doing that. <laughs> oh, dude, it's nuts. And then you're seeing like four colors, Zach with like yeah. dope uh, made commercials and you're just it's it can be very, very overwhelming. So right away I was like, yeah, this is not for me. But, you know, I had a friend who because of the pandemic lost her job and I thought, you know what, if you want to learn this girl we can tag team it up and let's do it. And, and she learned the, the part that I really didn't want to. And, you know, we made a really great team and somehow it was magic and it, it's been great. <laughs> that, that is great. And that's something so many yeah. like successful DJs and people and business owners have come on here and talked about is like, don't try to do the thing that you don't love because it's not going to be successful no. after a while. Find people that are willing to do it or want to do it or want to help you. And then you can focus 100%. on the thing you love, right? 100%. And I think like anybody that for even like, I'm a very, I've done everything on my own for a long time. I'm yeah. a very hands-on girl. Right. Um, but I think part of being a good leader and, or just even being a good is knowing when to give someone like this, like I'm, I want you to come on cause you're good at this. Yeah. So if I know you're good at this, like I don't need to be a cook in that kitchen. Like right. you go fix up that dope ass meal and I'm just going to sit here and eat it. I trust you. So yes. I think trust is, you know, you got to let people do what they're good at. Right. Me, that was not it for me, but you know, <laughs> I can stand on a screen and jump around. So it worked. Right. I mean, and I remember seeing you in the before Twitch, like on Instagram live. And I mean, you had a lot of people like you were as much as you're saying it's intimidating to watch the other people. You were going in on Instagram live like you had whole setups in your house and we're dressing up and you had a theme and you had, you know, quarantine gardens yeah. and um, a special, yeah. you know, set for each thing. And and but I think something that really stood out was how genuine you seemed, how much your love for music seemed to be coming out and just like how much fun you were having and it was infectious and could somehow come through the streaming, which I think a lot of DJs are like, Oh, it's not for me. I can't feel the crowd or connect with the crowd. But you were like putting so much out there that it really felt like it was coming through the phone and it felt like we were partying with you and just having a good time with you. That sounds amazing. That I, I love the way that sounds. I think in the beginning, I definitely was like going to lose my mind, you know? And I was like, what right. am I going to, I mean, cause I really jumped on fast. So yeah, like, the first day. Um, but I, I do. And it's funny because at the time my whole thought process was like bored. And then I had a lot, you know, I we're yeah. DJs. We have a lot of friends. We know a lot of people. So yeah. when you start seeing like names of your friends come in, like, Hey, you feel like you're with them and you feel like you're partying. So that kind of like helped hyped it up. And you know, my roommate was on board with me. So that it, you were kind of partying with us because I mean, we were like lit for three months every day. Um, <laughs> yes. But, and I'm the queen of costumes and Halloween, right? So like, that's my jam. I love making them by hand. So I just had all this crazy shit at my house, like at my disposal that I never thought yeah. I would ever pull out of my garage. Right. And then next thing you know, it was just like my roommates throwing a wig on if I play a little Kim song. And then, um, <laughs> It really was so organic. I, I it, it wasn't planned out. Every day we'd be like, okay, we're going to have a new theme tomorrow. I'd walk into the Dollar Tree. They pretty much knew me after a while. And I'd just pick little things to decorate my wall. And we would just create this whole thing. And it was honestly, it was a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. Like that was a lot of fun in an unknown time. 
But yeah, that was kind of the kickoff. And I, I specialized in um, nostalgic music because I felt like we were in an unknown time and the only thing we wanted to do was feel something familiar. Yeah. Um, so I, I did a lot of throwbacks, you know, 2000. We did a couple of like newer stuff, but it just wasn't hitting because, you know, you right. don't really want to hear bottle popping shit when you're not going to be able to pop bottles. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was, I think that, that was just kind of like the sauce of it and it works. It's so weird to me. when thinking back. I know. I'm sure if you watch like the beginning of the IG lives, it's like so much different or totally different. Just like your mindset. We didn't know how long this was going to go. You know, I don't think we thought, oh, we'd be talking in July 2021 (laughs) about this and you'd be quarantining and, you know, whatever. I mean, it's a it's insane. Yeah, I know. Right. No, like at that point, we were like, OK, it might be two weeks, maybe a month, maybe a couple months. And they kept pushing it. But I was not picturing this this long um, for me. Right. Up, so I had I had had a lot of like really cool gigs lined up, which were like somewhat fest. Like, you know, I had a couple of gigs with Coachella. I had um, wow. like festivally, you know, give like bigger gigs where you're planned out in advance. Yeah. So for me, very instantly, like I lost three months of work in 24 hours. Um, so I knew right away before we were even on lockdown, like, okay, for me personally, I'm out of work for three months. You know, this is, I mean, 20, I'm not kidding you. 24 hours. It was like, um, I think it was at Disneyland like the day before it shut down. Um, so yeah, I knew a couple months I I was, I was going to be home. So yeah, that sucked big time, but (laughs) Right. It's, so you just like jumped in and just like started doing it. And uh, yeah, I have ADD. Like, I don't really know if I really have it in real life, but I pretty much assume that I do have it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I cannot like, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do? Right. And that was just being able to interact with everybody. And yeah, it, it was, it's different from Twitch though. It, IG was definitely different from Twitch. Right, right. Well, I know. And so, but you're still good on both platforms, like at getting the fun across and also communicating with the, with the crowd or the chat or whatever you want to call it. Like, how do you know how to do that? Or, you know, like, where did that come from? I don't know. It's so (laughs) funny because on IG, the thing that I will say that I miss about IG is it was definitely about the music, right? So on IG, it was really just like, I didn't really, the chat would go so fast on IG live that it was unrealistic to even try to keep up with it or it just wasn't a thing, you know? And then, um, when I moved to Twitch, I remember thinking people were at the beginning were like, you, you have to talk to them. Like, and I was like, what? Like, no, (laughs) that is not like, what? Nah, I think how can I DJ and talk? Like, I don't think I like this. Um, it took me probably a couple of weeks. And then it was just, I realized they, these, you know, you're at home. They do want to interact. They can listen to music by themselves all the time, but you know, they just want to interact. So I don't know where it came from. It just, I'm a people person. So once I was able to click my brain and it's on screen, it yeah. just is natural. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answers. <laughs> I know you haven't. Are there any like things you've learned about keeping the conversation going on Twitch, like to talk to people, like come up. I've even seen you say like, okay, come up with your goal for the week and put it in the chat. And then that's going to come true. Like that's actually smart. I think a cool way to involve everyone and have them invested in your channel. And like, 
you know, and, and make them feel good in a way. Cause it made me think, I was like, okay, what's my goal for the week? I'm like, even if I wasn't putting it in the Twitch, in the chat, it I mean, gives you a thought process about it. Yeah. Like that's, um, that's a smart way. It's rather than just being like, where's your, what city are you from? Or, you know, what a yeah. lot of DJs, I think they fall into the same habits on Twitch. Um, but there's a different like way to talk to everybody. Um, I think first and foremost, my goal every time of when I turn that camera on is I'm so secondary to that stream and I just want people to feel great. And if yeah. you're, if you're investing your time and watching me or, you know, listening to what I'm doing, um, I better be fulfilling that time with something good, you know, yeah. some type of positivity or something. So I just always think about it that way. Like sometimes we forget to show gratitude, you know, sometimes we get so yeah. busy, especially with everything going on. So, you know, come Mondays, I like to set goals, you know, Hey guys, let's do a one week goal. It could be little, like yeah. I want to paint my, you know, left pinky toe purple and my right one blue. <laughs> it's a goal is a goal. Yeah. Um, put it in the chat. Um, and then I like on Wednesdays to do one thing that you're grateful for, because not only that, we get a decent amount of viewers. And if we're not collectively putting something into this universe, that's positive. Even if that's a five second time of gratitude, yeah. like that's this group coming together of strangers putting into the earth and into the atmosphere yeah. gratitude. Like I love that feeling, you know? And so that's kind of just my goal is to always make sure everyone comes or leaves feeling better. Now, granted, there have been times where I have popped off because I'm human of and I'm course. not perfect. Um, but that's never the goal. You know, it, it's always just to try to make you a mood booster, feel better when it's done. Like we're all in this together. We got this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And like you have this like very, like I was saying, genuine love for music, like all kinds of music. You know, when we talk about yeah. open format DJs and people are like, oh yeah, I play hip hop and house. But like you truly seem to like have a lot of musical knowledge from way old school to the newest to even today. I saw you were playing, you know, all this new remixes and house music and stuff like that. I've of course seen your, you're not downstreams where you're playing oldies and all that. Yeah. Like, where did that come from? How are you such an encyclopedia of music? It's funny because I, I honestly think that we're products of, of our surrounding and how we grew up. And yeah. I was so insanely lucky um, that every person in my family, you know, my dad is a huge music person. Like there was never a moment where music wasn't playing. We wake up, there's music on. He's, he had vinyl. I have his vinyl collection now. Um, he would play trivia with us in the car. I remember being a little girl and it would be an oldie song from like, I don't know, 1950 something. And he'd yeah. be like, who sings this? What's the name? And we'd be like, I don't know. And then he would keep quizzing us until we would remember all these things. And it just was such a normal, you know, my dad is a cholo. And so I grew up very much with that whole Chicano music sound of like oldies, Art LeBeau oldies, old school, freestyle, um, always. And then my step-grandfather, he's white and he's the doctor, but he's heavy into James Brown soul. He was a drummer and, um, James Taylor wow. and like also folk rock. So when I would spend my summers in Palm Springs, he would like, you know, I'm listening to like Sam Cooke and like Bobby Darren and just, I was just constantly lucky to be around, um, people that love music. So my grandfather on my dad's side, classic rock, dude, right. I know tons of classic rock. So I just think either you're born with that natural instinct to attach to music or you're not. Yeah. Yeah, Cause totally. I know, I know people that don't are like, I don't music's just not my jam, which is 
insane to me. I, my brain can't comprehend that, but it's, they're out there. <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's so, that's amazing to hear though. And it just shows that like, you know, but as you're growing up, you're in, you're taking it all in, you know, and then later it's going to come yeah. out of you one way or another. Um, 100%. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Like I used to make like, I'd be like, oh God, James Taylor again. I love James Taylor. Like yeah. I ride hard. My dad, one of his favorite albums, Carol King Tapestry, greatest album. Like I write hard for the things that when you're young, you're like, oh God. Yeah. But dude, show those kids the shit they don't want to hear because they will appreciate it in time. Yeah. Later in life. It likes it. Heck yeah. Unlocks some part of their brain. Like, wait, I actually like this now. Totally. 28 years later or something. Totally. Because it, it gives you feelings. You remember the feelings that you have. That's like the best thing is if you ever want to get into a time machine, listen to music. You know, oh, it's from so when true. You were young. That's what I always say. It's literally the closest thing we have to a time machine. Like it bookmarks your memories in your brain. Like, Hands down. There's no other thing in your brain that can like set the time like music, you know, and you hear like, I guess, smells Up and music. Smell. And so, yeah. And 100%. then you think back like, oh, I was this age or this is this time in my life. Like nothing, everything else blurs together. But that is like the timekeeper in a way. <laughs> 100%. I can hear the electrical parade song and like taste cotton candy. And yes. you know what I mean? Like there's just yeah. certain things that you're like and smell like, oh shit. Like, yeah, it's music is just the greatest gift, man. That's it's, so amazing. Ugh. And it just connects yeah. everyone in such a, in such a real way, which is why through the pandemic, I think DJs were so important and we're connecting everyone and people like you building this huge, you know, like you said, audience, but also just a community is what it is. Like you said, it's yeah. not all about you. It's about them as well, which I think is important because a lot of DJs get nervous because they're worried about themselves, but it's not all about themselves. And when you give into that, that is what allows you to be, be more of yourself and genuine when you're like, this is all about the community and all about, you know, us all together, you know? And so bringing us together. 100%. Yeah. I try to like, I, you know, I do, I have such a great like group, right? Like a great crowd on, yeah. on, on Twitch. And I definitely know what they like, but I'm always wanting to push them farther. And I'm always yeah. wanting to like open their mind to like, maybe you thought you didn't like this and maybe you didn't like it, but now that you're sitting in front of me, like taste it this way. And maybe you might that. like it a little different, you know? And so I think it's important. It's so important to preserve good music and and old and and continue to spread the beauty of of music from the old times because that's you know that's how we've created the music of today right like it's all yeah. it's all from there but it's also so important to push forward and like you know keep keep it keep it moving forward at any age any time um yeah man music all day like, yeah, no, I agree. And it's just cool. Yeah, it really connects all of us. And I think you like literally do it where you bring your family on your stream and show how connected <laughs> you guys are. But it's so much yeah. fun to watch that. Like, I feel like I'm with you guys and you can just get your vibe. Like, you can see like the love in the stream or something. I don't know what it is, but it, it's just great to watch. You know what? I it's yeah, it's I I would be lying growing up. We my family were entertaining in the sense of we don't we are who we are like yeah. 
I mean, my dad is who he is. If you've watched the stream, you know my dad. Yes. He is who he is. I love him. You're not like, I'm not <laughs> I don't even know him, that. but I love him from the oh, stream. <laughs> he's crazy and he's just who he's unapologetically himself. Um, we disagree on so many things. It's literally like the child raising the parent. But, you know, we are who we are. And yeah. I think a lot of times people don't realize that every family is for the most part, dysfunctional. We all have our shit. We all have our problems. So when you put a family like mine on, on a screen, it just makes you kind of be like, you know what? Yeah, we're all pretty weird. Like it's, <laughs> we're all the same at the end of the day. Yes. Like your dad might not be a cholo, but he's probably got some quirks that are just kind of like, Jesus, dad, I'm not flake. Yeah. So I course. think, you know, being real helped, you know, help during this time. Totally. People want to see real. Yes. Yeah. You well, know? well, that's true. And, and, and I think that, but putting yourself out there and being so real um, is not the easiest thing in the world. You know what I mean? I think that no. even I noticed that people analyze you when they're watching you on Twitch and Instagram. And people would talk about, like, my fingers. They'd be like, your fingers are long. Or, like, you know, weird things where I'm like, what are Dude. you looking at? I've never even thought about the length of my finger. You know? <laughs> like, And you're yeah, pointing yeah, it sure. out in the chat room. And then everyone else is talking about it. So you have to, like, have this. And, and you know, I mean, I don't really care. But it's like, yeah, you have to have this. I don't give a fuck attitude, right? Or or especially if there's horrible trolls like trying to make you feel bad, like and you get yeah. big numbers. So how do you deal with that? Or did you have to get to a point of not giving a fuck? Or have you always been like that since the beginning? Um I would be like I think I just have that personality that's kind of not too intimidating. Like I, I'm a very right. welcoming kind of like, hey, how are you? Like friend of the friendless True. kind of girl, which is really funny because I'm also very like my crew's my crew. I've had the same friends for a, a ton of years, but I think because I have a very welcome personality, I don't get a ton of um, haters. Right? I do get some, but it's it's a very obvious like this person clearly is here to yeah. say. Like, hey, bitch, suck my balls. Ha, ha, ha. Like, oh, my God, Jesus, <laughs> right. Lord. And he's, and, like, you know, 12 or, like, 72. Like, sure. it's, like, the weird. His screen name yeah. is, like, Big Dong 526. <laughs> In your mouth, your mama. Like, dumb shit, you know? Yes, so, yes. He's a um, true troll. That's his entire, like, for sure. purpose in life. So, I, I think when you kind of, like, you can just tell pe the people that are idiots. And then there's some people that come in and you know, create, like I did in the beginning have like a person that like a probably knew me personally and didn't care for me mm -hmm. and would like say personal shit, like behind a screen name, right. those like, that's a whole other ball game, but right. it is hard. You do have to have a thick skin. It's, you can't, you yeah. can't be sensitive Yeah, because it could really mess with you. Like, you know, meant emotionally, I am very good at like, I shut off. As soon as I'm done streaming, I'm done. I don't go back and rewatch my streams. I don't yeah. put myself up while I'm streaming. I don't see what I look like. Um, my chat is full screen. Um, I don't, I don't rewatch when it's done. I put it out and I'm on to the next. Like that's it's a good idea. Over. The full screen chat. I've never thought about that. I always feel like I have um, to have myself up there at all, just in case something like weird mm -mm. is happening, but I guess the chat would just let you know. So trust me, <laughs> they're letting you know before it even happens. Right. Like they're on it. Right. Um, oh, that's yeah, a good that, idea. That's what's helpful for me. It's hard. Even with stuff like this, with the, with the podcast interviews virtually, 
when I'm interviewing someone in the studio, they don't have to stare at themselves the entire time. You know, when you're doing Zoom meetings yeah. and Zoom things, and once in a while you glance over at yourself and you're like, oh, my hair looks weird. Or like a thing, you know, something is like a, it's not a normal way for humans like to be, is like to stare at themselves while they're doing something. No. And I like, not at all. And I, for as much as in front of my phone and camera that I am, I don't love staring at myself. I prefer, I dislike yeah. it I don't and I think it just makes you nitpick and you're like oh yeah. that's starting to look like this and that's starting to look like that and so instead of just I just I just I just don't do it <laughs> I'm right. just like I'm not watching I'm not looking it's helpful for me but yeah. that's me no that's good we're all good, different good tip yeah. do you do you use um discord at all like to connect with your subscribers or are you not no part of that discord definitely gang? not <laughs> Um, I don't, I get a lot of heat for not, for not doing it, but I think that in order, I stream very often. So I think in order for me to have a reality based life and an online life, I have to (laughs) kind of have a line of enough, you know, and I think, um, being that I'm pretty open in my chat, I don't really feel the need to have to also go into another space and and be more, and let's talk like we're good. You got access to me pretty much through Instagram, through Twitch and that that's that's it so for me i just kind of drew the line at discord right no that makes sense i mean and that's good to know that someone like a streamer of your size that's doing great doesn't necessarily need discord because a lot of people like you need it it's part of the whole thing and it's like i think it can be useful if you have a reason right to use it but if you don't yeah i'm sure i'm totally sure it can um i've just like have a ton on my plate and so i'm just always always trying to figure out like what do I really need here and what do I not? So for me, it just wasn't, it wasn't the move. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, and, and just on some little bit nerdier, um, tip of like music organization and Serato type okay. stuff. Yeah. Are you organized? Like, I guess I'm asking this because you play so many different styles and you have these specific themed things and my computer is full of every kind of music and I'm always struggling with trying to get it in the right way to be able to go, okay, I'm going to play a big room EDM set. I'm play a, you know, this kind of old school music. How do you organize your music? Do you have any sort of tips or thoughts on it? So the way I organize mine is I, I have it categorized, right? Like 90s R&B, 90s hip hop, okay. 2000s hip hop, 2000s right. R&B. Um, but as far as like newer stuff goes, so... I download and then I have my organize. I have my crates also as Jan, February, March. So each okay. month, I'm I'm dropping into that that folder and it just you know we just rotates throughout time. Like, um, so you know if I know I'm gonna be somewhere like like I have Encore Beach Club a couple times next month. I know these are like this year. This came out during here and I just go through those folders. So that kind of like yeah. time wise keeps me. Um, but it's pretty organized but it's i would be lying if i didn't say like during the pandemic it's not so organized like because and then i was just adding a bunch of shit you know like oh i'm gonna do a bad boy day light it up with freaking bad boy oh i'm gonna do y2k day and like light it up so it's not as organized as i would like it to be but yeah that's kind of you know yeah no that's interesting though the monthly the monthly folders i've been doing that too with just when i download stuff and then i was looking back and i have like 10 years worth of monthly folders and i'm like what do i do with all this shit now but it's dope because that's how i also do it in my backup right so like my backup is all categorized by month and year 
Okay. So like when I want to switch over, if I want to, when I was in my other computer, I was trying to be like a super freaking OCD person. And I was like, I'm going to go a month by year and delete whatever I need each time. I mean, I think I got like two years in and then was like, this is probably a never ending Right? It never feels like journey. it never ends. I'll do it Ugh. and I'll be, I'll like start falling asleep. Like How? Like yes. I can't fall asleep at night, but for some reason mu- music organization will put me to bed like as if like someone's be reading to a baby like and I'm 100%. like this is what I need to do. And I I'll, I can do anything else, but when I start doing that like after a little bit I'm like oh, I can't do this and it's just, and I you're hate like insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like who yeah. can I pay to help me do this? Um Okay. Well, and then, but you can't really pay anybody because I know, it's because, your thought yeah, process. Totally. There's no and like way. like how I would organize is probably not how you would organize. It's just a vapid cycle. Yes. It's hard. We're never going to win. I know. We're never going to win. I mean, I will say shameless plug beat source. Uh, they have hey. DJs organizing these crates for people that, that uh, you know, are coming in and using it. But, and so I think like a tool like that actually has helped me over the past year because when I, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this kind of gig or Afrobeats. I go into their thing and I search and, yeah. and find out. But, I, oh, my God, going back through all my old um, stuff is just like, what is all this? You know, it just goes on forever and ever and ever. It just is like, it, oh, man. it it Yeah, it's, it's probably, I, I would say, as a DJ, like our hardest feat is yeah. constantly keeping the organization of your music. Yeah, totally. Now. Oh, my God. I know. Especially if you've been DJing, like, for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and I I know you've been playing for a while, so I'm sure it's all, it's, like, crazy. Bananas. Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, And then just, like, sorry to go all about your Twitch. I know you do a million other things, but um, it's super interesting. You know, I think people get a lot out of it. Like, like you said, you have a team. what does that team consist of? Like who helps with the graphics and the green screen? And I've seen you level up so much from having, you know, it, green screens and graphics and customized things. And even today you did a special stream, which seemed like somewhat of a sponsored stream for psychedelic water. Yeah. And um, I, I love that. I mean, just, you know, I don't think that's something we would have thought of two years ago that you'd be on the internet DJing a no. sponsored stream, but that's amazing to see that that's like a, feasible way to get income now you know like um, yeah absolutely so who helps change yeah sorry go ahead no no no, you're good um it's yeah it's definitely changed like thought process on what i have like i don't have to take as much the work that i used to take that that part's great but um the team is myself and carrie uh she's a really good friend of mine and she basically, you know, in the beginning, I was like, okay, I want these graphics. She would size them. She would fit them. And then she kind of slowly, I think, started seeing the style of what I like and then was like, hey, like, I kind of got it. So now I gave her full reign to do graphics that she loves. She does green screen. Um, she comes and she will stay here uh, while I stream. She's got a little desk facing me. Um, she mods for my page as well, but that's basically such a minimal thing to what she does. You know, if we get big droppers, she's confetti blastering, um, stuff. And it, it really is Carrie. Carrie does a lot of that. Yeah. It's her. And then I have a digital, um, girl, Leslie Fuentes, and she does a lot of my custom graphics. So like backgrounds with my logos or when we want to do animations, I just kind of 
give her the specs like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. I want an AV logo, like a LV Louis Vuitton one, make me something cool. And then yeah. she'll come back with like animated backgrounds. Um, so at, for, it's pretty much us three kind of, you know, nice. Everyone has their little pocket and, and yeah. Right. You know. And, and what's the setup like? Like, do you have, um, do you know, like, what camera do you have and uh, all that kind of stuff? Or yeah, I know you yeah, said you're not technical, um, but definitely not. I think I think I stream. I stream on a GoPro. I think. Oh, dope. Or okay. A Logitech thing, Logitech something. Okay. Um, I have a few things, but yeah, I think right. I go on the GoPro, and um, I have my focus right. Everything goes through there. I'm on turntables and a mixer, the S9. Um, I was on a controller for a while, but yeah, that's nice. it. I have my room that used to be my kind of music room. I thought I was gonna try to learn how to go into music production um and then streaming just took over 100 and so right. now it's my streaming room but yeah dope, yeah dope. is that your preferred yeah. setup like when you go play places uh turntables and um, s9 i'd rather be on cdjs at the club i'm like super energetic and hyper right and the needle yeah. ratio tends to kind of not always be amazing with that so i love cdjs it's just less room for hiccups but since i was home i was like oh i'll change it up and just let's bust out the turntables you know yeah i know i noticed a lot of people using which those feel good too like yeah oh, there's just something that about feeling it feels good right yeah i know yeah and especially for like our kind of djing like to be for some reason it's hard to just drop things on the one using cdjs i don't know why i agree what is that i agree <laughs> almost everything it's else like is fine but like that's the thing that I'm always the most stressed out. I'm like, I just need to do the most simple thing and I'm freaking out because mm -hmm. it's not going to go <laughs> right away. And then your brain like almost triggers you to make it even worse. To like mess it up. Second off and you're like, damn it. Oh my I God. knew I was going to mess it up. Yeah, that happened to me a couple weeks ago. I was like back at this gig. It was a daytime gig and I'm on CDJs and in my head I knew what I was doing but then I overthought it and then I did it and I was recording my set and I was like, shit, I messed it up. But That one half second, you're like, yeah. damn it. Right, I know. Um, so, and, and how do you like stay so consistent? Like what's your schedule? Do you have an actual schedule now? I do. So now I stream Wednesdays at one ish, uh, Thursday nights. I like to do a Thursday night stream Friday one Saturday nights, no longer unless I'm off, um, Sundays one o'clock. So I'm four days and, um, it's not easy, man, especially when you have a crazy, crazy busy weekend and you're just burnt out. Right. Um, it's definitely not easy, but it's, you know, it's a responsibility that I have. I built this, this group of people and like, I'm down, you know, if you, I always tell them if you guys still show up, then I show up. So as long as you guys are here, then, then I'm here. But yeah, I'm about four days a week. That's dope. I just love how much yeah. like respect you have for the, um, your audience or you know your community like it's so cool you know you're not just like listen i'm tired guys i can't do it you're like if you guys are there i'm there yeah i mean at the end of the day like i i am i would i am so blessed from a time that a lot of people were not and yeah. i take that into accountability every every day and and every minute that I, like i know because these people showed up for me i am able to do stuff that I didn't think that I'd be able to do. So it is a gratitude among them being, it's hard though. I am a people pleaser by nature. So, um, it is hard because it's like even making decisions based on like my gigs and it's like, right. uh, it, it's, it's hard to please everybody, but 
you know, if, if I can do my best to try, then, you know, I'm, I'm going to try. Yeah. yeah. Especially if I know that it brings comfort and happiness to people, you know, I'm, right. that is like the most, like, be- that's the best part of it. You know, like yeah. we're in a shitty time. And if I can contribute to a very small percentage of you not feeling shitty, like it's my duty as a human being, I think to, to give right. that. Yeah, that's dope. And, and and you've become, you know, a Twitch partner. D- did that make yeah. it so you couldn't stream on IG or other things? Or was that just a decision you just decided? No, uh, com- in coming with the partnership, it is very, um, yeah. you know, you, you're solely with, with, you know, that. Right. Which is, a d- I get it. Um, but also, I sometimes I'm like, man, you know, before my IG was flying like I plateaued it in the 80 some thousand followers but also I feel like it's a such a great component to bring people over to twitch so it's right. kind of right. I brought this really great group over but I kind of have now stopped getting people from another platform into bringing them that way so it would be a great conversation with I think twitch too you know maybe you should give your streamers options for a certain amount of time or because I think I would be a far more effective streamer Right. If I were allowed to kind of still somehow stream, maybe not all the time, but on it. Yeah, like like maybe Twitch is being short sighted by trying to be so exclusive and keep everybody inside because, yes, anyone who knows about Twitch will know about it. But people that don't like when I go and still explain it to people, they're like, wait, I don't understand. So you're going on the main website and I'm like, no, you have your own page and and they, they don't get it, you know, so no, it's like. I think that, yes, maybe certain streamers or gamers that have billion, you know, millions and millions of followers, they want them to be exclusive or if they pay them or whatever their deal is. I don't know. But for people like us that are coming from other platforms or maybe have a big YouTube or a big Instagram or big Twitter following, right. you should let them stream at the same time. I think they do let let you post it later, but still, there's something. Yeah, I think we get like 24 hours. It has to be, on, I think, on Twitch for 24 hours until, right. but I'm just a live streamer. So yeah. that just, like, I don't. I don't. Right. And then it's not like I can put anything on Instagram because they shut you down, too. So I don't really know where Instagram's actually at with with that either. But yeah, I mean, it's like it was work getting people to make that switch from IG. I mean, I'm a year in and there's still people trickling in, you know, like it was a push. It was you guys. I know it sucks. I don't like learning new shit either, but we can do this. Like it was (laughs) a constant. I mean, it was, it was a joy. It was a hustle just moving them over. So right. I think I would be a little more effective if I was able to stream on Instagram a few times, or at least maybe start on Instagram for like 30 minutes. And then, Hey, you want to finish the set head over, which right. I'm sure no one's going to probably sue me if I do do those things. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But you've built we'll up see, your you know? Twitch. I mean, you're trying to be yeah. a good, a good Twitch yeah, streamer. Absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. you don't want to mess that up, but, um, yeah, absolutely. And have you made any other, like, like today with the psychedelic water, have you had other brands come to you or have you made other partnerships by being a, a streamer streaming DJ? At this um, point? yeah, I work a lot with constellation brands, which is like Corona Modelo. So they tend to come and like take care of a lot of holidays with me. Um, I think nice. we did, I did Heredura Tequila, I think, for New Year's. Um, gosh, man. Garrett Light, which was like a sunglass company. We did yeah. a stream for them. Um, there's been, yeah, there's there's definitely been been ones. Uh, there was a hair, splat hair. We did something with them. So, 
it's even a new hustle of coming to these companies and saying, Hey, like this is an area that no, you guys aren't, you know, right. Paying attention, but you know, it, it has a little bit of push and has a little bit of clout. So it's, it's new, but hoping that even moving forward, I think it is a new normal for a lot of DJs. Some DJs are excelling here in ways they never excelled in clubs. Yeah. So, you know, Right. It's just like a whole new thing. And it's like whatever you put in, you'll get out of it. And then also if you have a strong team, maybe they can help, you know, create partnerships or do different things. I know that through the this time um, you've signed on with scam artists and Sujit. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know he's gotten very into streaming and having his scam page. So I'm sure that there's new ways that managers and people like that could try to get business, you know, for their clients, too. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's not a bad, you know, it's, 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 it's so smart because like, let's say like, for example, today's psychedelic water stream, I was, we were engaged for an hour and a half. Like that's an hour and a half of constant plugging that you're not going to get in a post. I post on my Instagram, people see it for a few seconds and they're on to the next thought process of their life. Like it's not drilled right. an hour and a half. You got me like psychedelic water. Boom. Hey, Oh, right. psychedelic. Like, you know what the hell psychedelic water is by the end of that stream. It's, Completely. it's actually really, really, really smart. You I'll know, probably never forget to, it. Yeah. And it's you know connected to the music. Just like we discussed before music will burn these memories into your brain forever. So if totally. you're connecting it, the brand with it, um, I never really thought about it like that, but yeah, you're really making an impact on these people and they're staring at you. They're so invested. It's not like some commercial. They can't wait to skip. That's like four seconds on YouTube or some crap, you know, like you it's remember. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean how, and also like how's psychedelic water, like, are you tripping out right now? <laughs> you know what? I didn't trip out. Um, it, it gives you, it's like a mood booster. So right. it's, like it's not like mushrooms herbal. and shit in there. It's no, like kava. It's I looked not mushrooms. at it. Yeah. Which I would have also, I would have been pretty down still if it was. Yeah, I'll try but, that. Um, I'll try yeah. that psychedelic water. I'm sure that's coming. That's Sign might be legal. Uh, for, we'll have to go to Portland or something to try it at first. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's on its way. I actually think Me psychedelics too. are definitely on its way. It's 100% going to be in the same aspect as dispensaries. And totally. I, I already feel it. it. Yeah, already like, yeah. and I know so many people that I never would have thought would want to even have any part of it like oh I'm microdosing now or I tried this or I'm yeah. into this and I'm like Damn, I know that's people crazy. that are no longer drinking yeah. but are microdosing and are like Me too. I don't have hangovers I feel great um right. I like or they'll have like a little bit of like me. the light you know weed drinks or whatever it is like yeah. not like the yeah. crazy edibles where you take it and you're like oh who am I my heart's beating I'm going to die <laughs> that like was, that was me Another, uh, that yes. was me yesterday. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we should have done the I was like, podcast. I can't smell. Oh. I can't smell. I can't smell. I can't smell. Oh my God. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. COVID mixed nope, with I'm a good. super strong yeah, edible. Yeah, dude, it was not, it was not a good, oh it wasn't a good God. thing. No, that yeah. I've had, so, I mean, cause yes, I mean, I'm experienced in that world and I know how yeah. to handle, uh, many you know my high and being intoxicated in many ways and drinking and whatever but damn if i've taken some edibles that were too strong and have had the worst time ever of just am i gonna die is my heart really beating this fast my hands are sweating i I have cotton mouth i can't talk to people i don't even know my name anymore (laughs) like dude it's it's not fun anymore i'm like turn it off 
And it's crazy because it's like some people genuinely like that feeling. I right. don't. I one hundred percent don't. No, like, I hate it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't like I don't being too dabble. drunk either. Like, I, I like drinking for the social aspect, but I don't like being yeah. like the, I don't remember what happened. Type, you know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like being that way. I just tend to end up that way. Um, I right. don't prefer it, but you know. Yes, that happens to when, all. Of you know, us. when I'm on the train, I'm definitely going to freaking crazy town um but yeah i don't i don't prefer it it just always happens <laughs> yes well understandable we've bit. all been there yeah but yeah the edibles like it's just like yo i think in the beginnings it was just all these stoner people like check it out it's got a billion milligrams you're gonna get so high i'm like i don't want that <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like I don't want to get so high. My ideal highs are like, I love when you're just in a, like a good state of mind frame. Your body's a little baby tingly. Yeah. Like you got that little bit of that, like, but you're cool. Like I yeah. know what I'm doing. I know. Right. I mean, I've been, I've done one edible once that I don't know why, but I had a front yard barbecue ghetto as it sounds. It was I like where this, I have a whole backyard. I don't know what made us sit in the front, but <laughs> we're all sitting in the front. We're barbecuing yeah. my friend. I don't even think it was an edible. I actually think it was like, it was weed. She gave me like a hit, a couple hits. I literally felt like I was melting into my dirt, like just <laughs> oh sitting God. on my front lawn, like probably look crazy as hell. My dad showed up. I'm like, my family came to the barbecue. I'm just melted into my floor. And I was like, I never want to feel this way ever again. I mean, I felt like I was being pulled into the dirt. And I was like, this is the worst. How do people like that? I don't know. I don't know. I have friends that like it. Like <sighs> someone was like, I DJ. I take one of these every time I DJ. Never. You might want to just do half though. I was like, all right. I ended up doing just a quarter like of it. I had the worst night. I, I hit him the next day. I was like, you ruined my entire night. Like I couldn't Set. talk to anyone. People thought I was on like real drugs too. And I'm like, no, yeah. I'm just not feeling good. Like I need endless water. Like I can't Dude. talk to anybody. And I remember I had to meet this club owner too. Like I was in San Francisco and I had, I was done DJing. So I took it after and I went to this club that I wanted to try to, I was maybe going to get a residency at and I was supposed to meet the owner. Oh and I remember going there and I was standing behind the DJ and I was I was like freaking out and I'm like, I can't talk That's to the like owner right now. I'm not even myself. The music's so loud. I don't know how I'm going to, he's going to hear me. I'm not going to be able to hear him. I'm like overthinking everything. <laughs> of course, like I meet him, I start talking to him and I just was like overthinking it so much. And I was like, yo dude, I got to tell you the truth. Like I took an edible and I feel crazy. Like I'm, my heart's beating. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm being weird. And he looks at me and he's like, dude, I'm on shrooms right now. Yeah, <laughs> and like, I was like, it's all good. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like definitely overthinking uh, this. So like he was way more fucked up than I was. But yes, it's like, please, I don't like this feeling. But it, you know, it's Ugh. like, I mean, not to get like morbid, but it's kind of like COVID. Like everyone's body is going to deal with things differently. So some totally. people will get very totally. sick. Some people won't. And yes, that's like very, very different thing and obviously horrible. But with the edibles too, like your body, some people's bodies just take it different, I guess. Right. It's crazy. A 100%. The worst feeling is when, I don't know if you've had this. Tell me if you've had this. This is the worst is you take the edible, right? You're so high that you're looking at someone's mouth and the minute the words come out, <laughs> Are, they're gone like you can't has that happened to you where you can't retain what they're saying yes. and you're like don't call on me don't call on me don't call on me like i see the words as soon as a word enters like the memory of what they said is gone it was the craziest shit i'd ever experienced and i was like this is not good 
Yeah, that's bad. so funny. That would be an amazing cartoon to watch. Like of just like a really high person. The word is coming towards them, hits their ear, and just evaporates because that's how it feels. <laughs> like I hear you Dude, saying it's that funny word. That you- it's funny that you said San Francisco because this happened to me this is probably like the first time I actually really took a decent amount of edible I went to a Raider game um me and a friend of mine we went he's like hey I have this weed cookie do you want to go and I was like or do you want some and I was like yeah sure it'll be fine dude I had like tickets to go onto the field I was meeting for the first time Mike Connect he works for the Raiders we're gonna meet him in this box so high that was basically the person that that happened with where as soon as he was talking it was coming out and all I could think of is like him and my friend Jesse were chatting and all I can think of is don't call on me like (laughs) I don't know what to say then we were so high that we were stuck in our seats we could not find we were like I didn't make it downstairs I didn't make it on the field it was like the worst experience of my life Oh my god! I don't really do edibles as much. Yeah. I've done. I've no, done that's why I'm thankful for those those yeah, no. cans. After you know, that, where it's I was like, like very no. light. You know, you're just like I take a sip. Like, so yeah. I've never had anything like that. Oh, they're these new. Um, actually, Vice like, put me onto them. DJ Vice been like posting on his Instagram, and I was talking to him. I'm like, you drink those those. I'm like, I I told him we had this conversation. I was like, I hate edibles. Yeah. I can't do it. He's like, me too. He's like, I drink this. And it's super light. It has like two milligrams of THC and like four of CBD or whatever it is. So okay. I bought it because he was talking about it. And I drank it. And I'm like, oh, shit, he's right. It just kind of would like make you super light, little- relaxed, but you could still be social. It doesn't feel like an edible. Kicks in quick, goes away quick. So I was like, okay, this is actually kind of nice. And it tastes super good. I got one that's like a ro- what is it? rosemary grapefruit. I need to know what this is. Um, I'll go get it at the end of the podcast. I think it's called. Yeah, I would love to see. Or like, just the name at least. Can, like C-A-A-N or no. Uh, um, let me see. I'm, I'm like looking it up right now. Um, oh, yeah. C-A-N-N. Can Social Tonics. So maybe they'll sponsor our Twitch stream after this. Um, (laughs) No, but it's like, uh, yeah, it looks actually, this is the one I got. uh, I got at home. I don't know if you can see it, but. uh, (laughs) Okay. Okay. It tastes really, really fucking good too. Grapefruit rosemary. Sounds like a good time. Um, Yeah. So found that at the local dispensary where it's legal in California. And uh, yeah. But so you've done it. Have you ever had this happen when you were DJing? Either drink too much or, or get. Too much, you know, edible or whatever, Um, anything. No, I've never taken an edible. I I did at home during quarantine. So I did take an edible here because I kind of wanted to like try it. Um, I did it like midstream and I hated it. I mean, I was, the song was ending. I was like, what am I going to play next that they can see me? That oh always happens, right? It's the overthinking. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was it was awful. I'm typing That's in and I'm like, oh, 10 seconds. Holy crap. What? Wait. Oh, um, it was the worst. So, yeah, I don't I don't recommend <laughs> that. I've been at a club. I did do an edible recently because I was like, oh, I don't want to um, try not to drink as much, you know, like right. let's chill. Let me try taking an edible. I went out with I think it was I was with DJ Leslie. We went to OC Legacy. Um, I actually loved it. Right. So I did a sativa edible and felt very, um, 
just zoned. Yeah. But I did notice that I was very antisocial and just like in my own little corner. Like, right. I liked it, but I, I realized that people probably that were around me probably didn't enjoy me as much. Um, but that was dope. And then as far as being too drunk, I mean, Jesus, guys, the, <laughs> like how, how many times do you want to count it? I've been completely belligerent and numerous times. Um, not like crazy amount of times where someone would complain, but right. you know, my parties where I know I can kind of be wild and wasted and no one really cares. Um, yeah, that's happened to me before, but I'm kind of a fun drunk. So yes, it just gets more wild. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Good to hear. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And so and then I just vanish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you're like French exit. <laughs> Can't see me out. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I know what you mean. And just the anti-socialness. Someone needs to make a, somehow a social weed. I don't know if that one day scientific 100, <laughs> you never, I, Hey, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Like they need a non cotton mouth social type of weed <laughs> that, yeah, it's, you know, get too much munchies or something. Um, that's the other thing is the munchies. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's I, too much. I I'm eat like, a decent oh. all day. And then at 10 o'clock at night, I'm like cereal, boom. Skittles, snacks, cookies, <laughs> boom, like shit. And it's like the worst time you can eat that stuff. I know. I know. Um, so, so you've gone, you know, you were doing so much for the, before the pandemic, like DJing gigs, throwing your own party, DJing for sporting events, um, a lot of that. And yeah. um, then yeah. you went into the streaming mode. You know, we talked about how you got all into it. And now as we're coming back, we're sort of in like this, I think a lot of people like to say, oh, post-pandemic, but I feel like we're obviously still in this shit. So I, I feel like it's the hybrid pandemic. I don't know what the hell it is now, but like, yeah. what's the transition been like? I, I saw that um, you, I don't know if you're a resident or you're just there all the time, but Encore Beach Club in Vegas at the Wynn, which is massive, one of the best places in the world to yeah. DJ at. You've been there a lot. And like you just mentioned, you'll be there a bunch uh, in August as well. So um, first of all, congrats. That's so cool. Thanks. I'm Thank you. I was so yeah, happy when I wild. saw you on the flyer. I was like, that's amazing. I love to see that. Yeah. Um, but what's Thanks. it been like, that's you know, the, the, hot, the, the transition to go from, tra you know, that back into real life and also to try to hold down both of them. Holding down both is hard. So, um, I think because like I said, I played a lot of nostalgic music. Yeah. I generated a very big nostalgic crowd, yeah. right? Like, so there's a lot of people that are a lot older that are, you know, people that you're not going to see at the club, people yeah. that are, are, are here. Um, I think the biggest, the hardest challenge for me is now that the world is open. I don't, I don't tend to play all that music when I'm at the club. I play club music right. and, um, there's, you know, now I'm noticing in my posts, I have to say, oh, playing a club set or, yeah. you know, you're only going to catch me playing. You're not down music at you're not down. And you're yeah. only so I think creating these two really big different groups of um, followings has been challenging for me. Um, probably that's like the most challenging thing. Um, right. And just making sure everyone still feels seen and still feels appreciated. Um, but going back into the clubs, I, I, I love it. The club is my heart. I love being there. I love the feeling of live, um, energy. And yeah. when I first started streaming, that was, that was hard for me. It was hard to just like, how am I going to stream to nobody? But then even just reading chats, it's still live energy. You're still, you're yeah. still getting it. So, um, the club is definitely my first love playing music, 
just crowd dropping shit, playing new stuff. I love when someone like kind of hears something and they're not sure. And they're like, Ooh, like did she just F up right now? But then like it goes into something really dope and they're like, Oh shit. Like I love moments like that, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would just say the hardest part is, is just moving forward with my outside life. Um, with still this big group of, of a big following of my inside life, which to me, my Twitch is my indoor life, you know, I have like an indoor life now, outdoor life. Right. So that was, that's kind of like the challenge for me. What's Vegas been like? (sighs) Amazing, wild, nuts, great. Um, Vegas is, is Vegas. Vegas is everything that you, you know, I DJed with Tau Group. I was an opener with Tau Group for so, so long. So I know the main rooms pretty well. Yeah. Um, but Vegas is, is Vegas. It's always going to be Vegas. It's a group of like-minded people that come to a city for one reason and one reason only, and that's to party. Yep. And when you get a group like that, it's really hard to not have a good time or not, you know, that's just a collective energy of, we just want to party. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You know, you go to like spots where let's say you're, you know, you go to your local club and granted everyone at the club wants to party, but there's people there that are just there to kind of like, eh. Yeah. We're here because, you know, someone dragged us out. But, like, when you go to Vegas, like, you are planning to go yeah. to. You get so-and-so from Wisconsin who's never been in a club like this in their whole life, and they're just losing their mind. Like, they're just aesthetically mind-blown. Yeah. Um, so that is always fun. That's that's so it's, true. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's just its yeah. own world. And like you said, yeah, if you go to a club, but you know you can be home in 15 minutes, it's a different feeling than, like totally i'm in stumbling this into your room party planet yeah and, and yeah. you throw your own party too right so you were you were doing I your do. party you're not down and i saw even since the pandemic or since we've been doing some in real life gigs you had some that included some of your subscribers or some of your um you know supporters right yeah during um during the like when lockdown kind of started easing up, we definitely wanted to show love to, you know, our top supporters, yeah. our top, um, you know, people that just really invest their, their time and, and their money. But, you know, the truth yeah. of the matter is we were going through a time and, you know, we earn our money and how we spend it is, is 100% our own thing. But I was really appreciative of people that, you know, really took that that time especially in an unknown time to send money to a channel that they watch you know so we just wanted to make sure that they you know i realized they realized how appreciative i was for them um but yeah we did that and you're not down is my number one um stream so it's it's easy to just make it that you know yeah we that that's where the the love goes the most to right. I actually created you're not down it's so funny because pre-pandemic i created you're not down because i was in a club four to five nights a week playing right. the same hip-hop yeah. right like like we were just playing the same shit it was like you know you're playing you knew the set here you go so right. i created you're not down as like a little palate cleanse once yeah. a month um and then my friends loved it and it was really just a party for me and my friends i'm not gonna lie like it was we didn't really put a lot of thought into it it was like we just want to all party and have fun together. Um, during the pandemic, that has now switched. It's so funny because it's like that party is, oof, it's definitely not a party for fun anymore. It's a very serious, serious party and people take it serious. It's crazy. Right. 
That's so dope, though. And it's cool to see the two yeah. worlds combine where something you thought of before just for fun, it became this thing you didn't expect to be huge on Twitch. And now it's something you can do in real life <laughs> and potentially tour totally. around. And who knows? I mean, sky's the yeah. limit with that, right? It's, it's good to have your Definitely. own brand and also kind of teaches you how to do that in a way, like start your own party. I think it's important. That's a way, especially for open format DJs who aren't necessarily selling tickets from their production. Like, oh, have you heard the new song by this person? You yeah. know, that's your way to sell tickets and be able to build your brand um, because there's other ways to do it rather than yeah. just music. Because like you said, you streaming took over. You haven't been able to do music production. Maybe that's something you'll end up doing and maybe in a couple of years we'll all be playing the Angie V record. Um, but that yeah, that would be super dope. Um, but I mean, for now, I think that's, you know, with your stream and your party, that's a cool way to do it. Yeah, it's super cool. And, and that's the thing. Like, I love the fact that I can promote a party where people that do have that, you know, desire to hear that type of music can go to. Yeah. You know, because you're not going to get that when you go to Encore Beach Club or when you go to Tao or when you go, you know, to Legacy. Like, that's right. that's not what you're going to get. But, I, you know, I still have a space for you here, too. So, yeah, yeah. it's dope. It's super dope. And you DJed for some sports teams before um yes everything kicked in Dodgers, so, baby yeah that's that's so cool so how often yeah. were you doing that um so last probably like well definitely last year leading up to pandemic i was part of viva los dodgers which is their monthly party that they throw in um in their parking lot i think it's like the last sunday it's it's one of the sundays mm -hmm. a month and it just celebrates you know latin latin culture yeah. um and so i basically started with them a couple of years prior and then i became their full-time resident that year last year and it was dope because i got to play all the playoff games and then it you know brought me into the park and i was playing really cool shit then yeah. um so yeah last year was kind of like the build-up of that yeah right. that's dope um and yeah they reached back this year yeah. but um I'm, I was booked, I think I was booked out the last one. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah. No, it's been a cool thing. And, and we've had some sports DJs on here and it's, it's cool to hear their, it's such a different side of things, you know, coming from just like the club world and, and just knowing that side of things. Totally. Like, For oh. me, it's dope. Cause it's just like, man, like, you know, I grew up not really getting like to afford to go to these things or, yeah. you know, going to a Dodger game was such a, like. I never went with my immediate family. It was when my aunt took me or so to be a part of like, man, I couldn't really like afford this stuff growing up. And now like this, this crazy company reaches out to like me. It's still to this day. So insanely mind blowing. Yeah. It's, it's dope. That's huge. That's so cool. Yeah. And as far yeah. as like, I don't know if there's something you even pay attention to or deal with, but is there ever any challenges with being a woman in the DJ industry or is there any advantages that you like, um, you know, or is it just kind of um, like, I'm a DJ. I don't even think about that. Um, I think I, I don't really think about it as far as I try not to think about it because I, you know, I don't like, I'm just going to do me. And if I'm for you, I'm for you. And if I'm not for you, I, right. I'm not for you, whether I'm a woman or whatever, but I would be lying if I didn't say that, um, especially I think bookers, they don't see women the same as far as DJs as they, as they do men. You know, we don't, right. they don't see us the same. They don't see, um, our value to the culture, I think as much. And, and it's, 
inarguable. If you look at any, you know, a lot of these clubs and, and their lineups, you know, women yeah. are a very, very, very small, small percentage of that. So totally. it's not something like, Oh, you, you, you know, the facts are there. It's there. Um, so I think us women do have a challenge of showing, you know, there's not one way to, you know, men DJs have, have been taught because there were so many of them, but we can still pretty much DJ the same. And to be perfectly honest, I think women DJs DJ for women. And I want to be at a club where, you know, women are are dancing and and feeling great because in return it, it, you know, you don't, you, you don't want to be in a room where just a bunch of dudes are just kind of standing like dudes aren't, you know what I mean? Women create the vibe. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, so even a long I, time ago, you know, we would say, you know, I'd be just talking to other guy DJs and be like, you got a DJ for the ladies. You got a DJ for girls. It's yeah, all about them. And, for sure. And it's like we're psychically trying to figure out what they want when you put an actual woman in there. She's probably more in tune with it, you know, in a totally. way. And it's like you said, you play for the ladies. There's no insecurity of like, I don't know if I should be playing this song as a dude. You guys just like it. it that is an advantage, I think, to to booking a woman. And I remember seeing someone playing, I think it was DJ Millie or something at this Grammy party or something. And Love I was thinking, yeah, she's super dope. And I don't think I had heard her in person. And I didn't even know it was her. I just remember being at this Grammy party and going like, damn, I wish I was DJing this party. You know what I mean? Like jealous DJ yeah, yeah. type thing of like, this party's yeah. cool. I, w- I wonder who's DJing. I wish I was DJing. And I couldn't see the DJ. And I remember hearing like, damn, I wouldn't have even thought to play that. Oh, shit. Oh, they're playing that. Oh, and I'm looking at the crowd, and then I look, and I saw it was her, and it just really, I already knew this and had these thoughts, but it really reinforced what exactly what you said, that, like, she was playing for the girls. She was playing just the right way, you know, and I probably would have been overthinking it and trying to be so cool with this song and all this stuff, and it just, yeah, I mean, I think that is overthinking a- definitely kills set sometimes for yeah. me, 100% yeah. when I like just put too much pressure on myself and overthink it. But I do also think that bottle service culture kind of changed that dynamic as well. Like, right. I think we went through a phase of, God, sorry, my thing. I think we went through a phase of, um, like dancing and the club and the dance floor. Right. Yeah. And then shift, then it shifted to, um, like being in your section and then we want them to pop bottles. Well, you know, men were popping bottles for women. So then it kind of changed that even for me, like, so now I notice I play music for the girls, right. And I I want these girls dancing, but then when it's time to pop those bottles, I'm kind of shifting my brain to like playing stuff for some dudes. Like, all right, like what's some shit that I know my girls probably probably aren't going to love, but like this dude right here, that's like, or even just dudes in general, like, Right. It changed from filling the dance floor to now wanting to see guys do this. I know. Why is this the guy dance? Like the elbows. It's just the guy. Yep. Hey, hey. I was saying like, I want to create like a workout video where you're like, okay, 100%. trap elbows. Here we go. It's the new tie bow. 100. <laughs> so I do think that men have put their 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 stamp on also wanting to be seen in the club as well. Right. That's but true. Yeah. Now it, for me, it's a common both. It's funny. Why is there's not that many women uh, bottle popper table people? No. And, e- and and when we do, like, you know, what's funny is me and my friends, we actually do, we do pop bottles and I have some that like love the, like, yeah. you know, they want the dragon and the drums and like, they yeah. want it all. And then I want some that's like, we just want a section and, and a space to sit. So yeah. run the bottle, like we, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. After like a long time in Vegas, actually thinking back on it, I only remember 
one or two, probably, I remember one vividly woman that came and just went crazy, you know, and spent the insane 50,000 or whatever yeah. amount and like had to get yeah. the crazy special bottle of this boxes and, and shit. Yeah. And then she was like spraying yeah. on everybody and I want to be on the stage and, but yeah. not that it's, usually it's just some dude. Yeah. Trying to impress girls. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. That's interesting. But that's a, a, a interesting way to think about it that to make the girls dance, but then have to go into that mode for bottle service mode with, with the dudes that want to show off and stuff. You uh, know, everyone wants to feel not everybody, but the people that do want to feel yeah. seen and heard. They're going to let you know. So right. it's, you know, all right, here you go, buddy. Yeah. Here we go. Let's pop that bottle. Have you ever felt like, did you ever, you know, I know DJing, I mean, obviously we've seen and learned through the pandemic is that it's an up and down thing. You know, I know in my career, it's been a lot of peaks and valleys and sometimes you're on top of the world and you have a billion gigs and then sometimes you're like, oh shit, I got to regroup. Um, have you ever had any times where you felt like I'm going to give up and then like a breakthrough <laughs> happened or something? Yeah, I don't want to say give up because I would be on I would be lying if I didn't say throughout the last few years, it's definitely was a trajectory up. But um, I am getting older. And right before the pandemic, I thought, okay, like you've been having a lot of fun, right? Like you like, bitch, you got too much fun in a lifetime. Um, You need (laughs) to start thinking of what the next step is. And so I kind of was at a crossroad of like, am I what am I going to go into next? Am I going to go into music supervising for movies? And like, I know I want it to be music, but I, I think maybe like I'm on my way, you know, I'm, I'm on my way to right on, on to this might not like, you know, you, you had a good ride. You had a good run. Right. Um, let's, you know, end when you're on top and obviously never fully end, but, and yeah. then um, the pandemic hit and I sat in with what my thoughts were and, I just kind of like, I know this sounds super cliche and to each their own 100%, but I very much so fully went into it with let go and let God type type situation. Yeah. And I did that and, and here I am and I felt like, okay, maybe I was wrong. And when I was trying to control my direction, I didn't really know where I was going. And when I let go of, of controlling, I just found my way here. And so... Right. Yeah. Um, I won't say I had like a low points, but yeah, I definitely had what's next points. Yeah. And now now I'm a streamer. That's amazing. But also shows, like you said, just let go and like let things happen. Put in the work and just decide on the thing you want to do. Put your head down and do it consistently totally like you're such a good example of that and i it's funny everybody on here that is successful that i interview always has this sort of theme they don't always say it the same way but of just showing up and being there in one way or another and that's That's been the key to success for everyone and none of them are like well no i created this mathematical plan and then everything worked they're always like this is a decision I made and I did it and I stuck to it and I didn't even know why sometimes and I was consistent and I showed up and I became, and I feel like just, you did that so much before, but just to take your streaming as one example, that's, you did that, you know, and look what's come out of it, right? I mean, is that something you yeah. agree with in a way? 100%. I think yeah. the only thing that I could tell people is like, first of all, don't ask me for advice. It's the blind leading the blind over here. You know what I'm saying? I yes. don't know shit. But I do know that I just did it and that's it. You just, just do it. Just, if you want to do something, just effing do it. And through you doing it, you will know 
I think fairly, you know, fairly soon, whether it's for you or not, but you're never going to know if you just don't fucking do it. Just right. do it. That's yeah. it. That's all. Right. What's like, the worst <laughs> that could happen? You know what I mean? It's like you could exactly. Be, yeah. That's the truth. Um, yeah. The worst that could happen is you're exactly where you at, where you started. Right. That so is the worst the that could happen is you do happen. nothing and then you would never know. Yeah. <laughs> Think about yeah. it later. That's it. Yeah. yeah that's true. Um, is there, um, all right, I, I have a few other like kind of DJ-ish questions and then maybe we can get into some of the internet okay. ones and then we can get out of here. Um, I don't want to keep Let's you go. too Let's long. Let's do it. But um, has there ever been a time where you were DJing and someone tried to pull you off like in the middle of your set? No. Okay. Um, no. What about like when you're DJing, have you ever sort of just dropped a song that you thought was going to kill it and then it sort of cleared the dance floor and you had to, and you have to have like a do you have a song to drop that always works like to bring people oh, back god it's jeez <laughs> man honestly like i think all of us DJs feel the same we know those songs that we hate to play <laughs> but you just effing play it like right you you're not going wrong when you play shots you know what i'm saying yeah, like little john it's just right. like it's it's happening i can't think of a specific song but there have been yes there have been times right. especially when you do like corporate shit yeah like that's a whole other ball game corporate is like a whole like a holiday yeah. party freaking the the owner wants to hear uptown funk 15 times yeah, like exactly. it's just like a whole other ball game but um you know the gems like yeah. oh, god i hate it like you play usher yeah everyone's like woo you play this is how we do it woo <laughs> um one that i still i love that won't get old to me is be faithful like i love right. be faithful it's just such a great track um like then it like it's just such a great timeless timeless track and right other DJs that, probably want to shoot themselves yeah, when they play it, never it but feels I love old. it yeah you just play it no. a million times yeah so to me it's you know there's like little things like that I try to like because there's times where the number one song still is not going to do the job oh, for you yeah like I could play the number one song out right now and if it's just not for the right group it's it ain't gonna do shit so yeah. you know it's definitely digging in your bag and just knowing your music yeah it's true yeah. Um, knowing your crowd really right right and um i guess uh let's see i'll hit you with one more and then we'll get into the internet ones but um is there do you remember the first song that either you played as a dj or that you were excited to play like when you first got into djing and you're like i'm going i can't wait to drop this track or you know whatever you were into uh, that's a hard one. Yeah, I know. I feel like, uh, let me see. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I started on vinyl. So I played okay. two years on vinyl. So a lot of my stuff was stuff that I'd already had, right? Like older stuff. Right. And I, I would be lying if I didn't say Robin S. Show Me Love. I mean. even that Back then, because even then it was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was old back then, but still <laughs> right. it. It was, it just was such a great feeling. Like I, I, I remember my label 120, my little sticker on there, put it on. So Robin S show me love was definitely, um, I loved playing it. I just yeah, love like because it's one of those, staple. Oh my God, for sure. And you drop it and you don't have to like, you could drop. It's one of those house tracks that first beat you can drop. You don't have to mix in. It's instantly, you know what it is. It's there. Dun, dun, dun. Like it's. Yeah. 
a wrap. So I would say Robin has show me love. It was old then, but I love playing it. Yeah. And I think I want to say I started DJing when, man, God, it's been a long, 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 long. Like I think Cuddy, um, pursuit of happiness was like huge. Yeah. Huge, huge. That always reminds me of when I first started DJing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I remember that yeah. was like probably what 2006, 2007 or something when that was uh Yeah. I think coming Huge. out. I remember I just it was like my the beginning of DJing in Vegas for me and they were like this dude Kid <sighs> Cuddy's going to perform with you and I was like okay and I was like I know him I know that song but I had never heard anything yeah. else and I remember he came it was a pure nightclub in Caesars and he did the song sure. and everybody went nuts and it was like the biggest deal and then he was like I'm going to do some other songs and he did other ones that no one knew and it was like that thing like, where God. you're in Vegas and everybody's like just looking around like what's what's happening like we don't know this music this is horrible you it's know hard. and i'm yeah, just thinking like hard. oh dude no you should have ended with the song everybody knew <laughs> but dude, obviously right he did he did down. well you know who am i to say but i remember that yeah at the time it was it was so huge um huge song it's still a great you play that oh, now yeah. and it's still just like totally well, it's Amazing. crazy. That shit. I mean, it'll be 10 years. Well, I don't even know. The, uh, stuff from 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 15 years ago is like vintage. Like I just de DJed a party and everyone there was like early 20s, like probably 21 to 24. And the type of shit they were asking me for, I was so surprised. You know what I mean? It was like stuff went from that when they were like 10 years old, I feel like, you know, or like Dude, five totally. years old. And to them, it's like vintage to me. I'm like, Oh, I remember playing this almost like it was yesterday, but to them, like, it was just crazy. And they're into ABBA and, and deep house, but then they're also into like <laughs> yeah. pop and like, it's, it's nuts. Like all the kids, they're really like a shuffle mode. Good music stands the test of time, man. Yeah, Good music true. stands the test of time. I was surprised. It's so funny. I did a, a podcast or not a podcast, a stream with uh, girls that are like, early twenties, like super young. Yeah. And they're like, we like old school, like Ja Rule and Ashanti. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like Ja Rule and Ashanti's old school. It's so yep. nuts to me now, but it is, it's like, yeah, I know crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I remember even year, five years ago or something being in Hollywood and playing a notorious BI playing hypnotize. And the promoters were like, can't play this super, you know, old school hip hop. Nobody knows this. I'm like, Oh my yeah. God. I'm like, You're if like, I just what? hit a, that's how old I am. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah. I was even the worried. And the babies and yeah, all that. You're, I know. That's what I was worried. You know I'm mean? like going into this. I'm like, oh, they're going to think I'm old and not cool. Ended up being the best party. They were so grateful having the best time. And we listened to every year of music, you know. But before I went in, especially with not DJing as much in person lately, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Do I even know what I'm doing anymore? <laughs> and then it was all good. No, no. My first gig back was the worst gig I've ever had in my whole life. Right. Like, <laughs> Why would happen? It was the, I was like, it was at Summit, a great venue. I was like, yeah. in Austin? I went to dinner. I had in Austin. I okay. had never, ever, I hadn't um, been out. Like it was my first time out since quarantine. Right. Um, they brought me out. I went to dinner with everybody. I like had way too many shots at dinner in the party bus leading into the club. I basically got there late because I hadn't really tested my body out in the world, you know? Yes, totally. And honestly, it was just like, I had prepped it, but I had, it was like everything. And I'm talking the worst gig of my life, not oh post pandemic. God. Like it was the worst gig of my life. My brain went, granted I was, I was pretty lit, like, but it just, 
I don't know what happened. I, my brain immediately just dropped and I couldn't remember anything to play, even though it was in a folder, even though it was prepped, I just couldn't, I couldn't maneuver through it and it was really shitty, but whatever, I made it through. And then the next night I played in um, Houston at rise and it was like, I need, I like it kicked right back into gear and I was fine. But that first one was really, really like, it, I, I, it was it was bad, man. Yeah, it was bad, but you know, I made it through. Okay, we made it through. See, guys, even the they worst gig off, of so, your life. But yeah, it was pretty bad. You can still be yeah. alive after streaming. Have your yeah. fans. It's all good. Yeah. So yeah, we, everybody's been there. We've you know, I feel like comedians, DJs, we all go through. We have our bombing nights, and then we're back. Yeah. We learn from it. Yeah, it was like this big hype leading up, like our first gig back, and it was like oh, so bad, but. You know, whatevs. It yes. is what it is. Well, yeah, you're yeah. you're here. Gotta fix that one. Um, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, your some of your your many fans on the internet wrote in um, on Instagram and Twitter and sent in some things. Um, so I'll roll through them. And uh, if there's any you don't right. want to answer, or maybe we already talked about, we can just skip it. And also, I apologize in advance if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. I feel like it's so hard. People write in from Instagram. I it's all one 100. word. One hundred. I get hit up then the next day. Like you said my name totally wrong. I'm like I'm sorry. It's I like mean, right. Like I'm not doing it on purpose. Right. Like you got numbers and underscores and names and five e's. Like I don't know how to pronounce five <laughs> e's. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I love okay. It. So. Uh, Nesservalo, I don't know. I'm sorry if that's wrong, but uh, she says, um, "How does she? How does she see herself paving the way? And what narrative does she hope to change?" Um, I don't see myself paving the way, so I don't. I don't think about it that too in depth. I okay. just do it, and if it, if it does do something like that, that's really really awesome, and that's dope, right. and I I love. Um, I see myself. If I could be anything to people or if I could ideally be something to people, it would just be someone that just do what your heart tells you to do and be who you are and the right people will align and the wrong will fall off and just do something that makes you happy. That that's that's pretty much all I'm, you know, trying trying to do. Right. That's it. So I don't really see myself as a paving the way kind of person. I just I just kind of do it. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, and, but I do, but just from my personal opinion, I do think you are paving the way, uh, in a lot of ways. I think you'll look back on it in a few years and go, damn, that was crazy. I was doing a lot of bigger, crazier things than I even realized, you know, because you've made a huge impact like for, I don't know. I think you represent a lot of different kinds of people, you know, like, um, uh, different kinds of DJs and different everything you know like and i think that's really important and um you've given i think you've inspired a lot of people you've brought happiness to a lot of people you know you've been there for them and and you continue to so i think you're you are paving the way in a lot of ways but you'll you'll see it later when you write your autobiography hey i like that i like that yeah man i mean honestly i would hope to pave the way into even bigger than what what i have um, I don't know what that means, but I think, you, you know, are. I'm optimistic yeah. and I'm hopeful. Yeah. yeah. I think w- yeah. your actions are doing that, you know, you just putting the work in and then not worrying about it and it will probably pave yeah. ways of things you never understood. And like you said, you're just giving it, giving into it, you know? Um, yeah. So I think that's big. Let's see. Um, 
your best DJ. That's a pretty good Instagram name. Uh, your best DJ says, tell uh-huh. me the beginning of becoming a DJ. Sounds like a long thing. So it's up to you how deep um, you want to go into I that. I could do it quick. Sure. My dad gave me two crates of his vinyl. I bought two Stanton, this, actually the Stanton beginning pack. I don't yes. know if you remember those, but I do. like the straight arm, yeah. direct drive turntables, the little Stanton mixer. Yep. And um, I basically just practiced in my house for a while. And then I played my friend's party. She was like, hey, can you play my boyfriend's graduation party? And I was like, yeah, but I only have old school. Like, she's like, oh, I'm down with that. <laughs> I was like, all right. And um, I just started playing house parties for fun. And then it just grew and grew and grew and grew. Crazy. Yeah, That's yeah that was that was the beginning. Yeah. Amazing. Um, well, like you said, it's the family. Your family's always been part of your music, love and absolutely situation. So, um, all right, let's see. Roxwell. Roxwell DJ edition. Um, have you come across shady promoters or venue managers and how did you handle that situation? Um, I, I've been really lucky, like not too many. No. Um, I can't, and to be perfectly honest, I could be blanking, but I can't think of one specific time where it's like super shady. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. I mean, I'm sure I've had, I've had to deal with idiots, but right. like shade. No, no, yeah. not too much. And now you have Sujit to deal with those people. So you're good. Oh my God. That's the best part of it. <laughs> that's the best part of it. That's um, the best part. That's the, that's the nice part. You don't have to be the bad person no. or anything. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Yeah. No. Um, all right, let's see. Um, Annie Oakley 23 asks, what is your least favorite fan behavior? Oh, my God. My <laughs> least favorite fan behavior is, um, I think, a little bit of the invasiveness sometimes that, like, we put ourselves on the screen. We're here, and it's dope, but I think sometimes it makes people feel like they're entitled to knowing certain things so about much. us or, like, they have a right to ask or yes. I, I mean, it's just, but, but, but I get it in their brain. They're like, Oh, we feel like we know we feel like we're friends. Yeah. And I think sometimes people forget, like you really don't know me personally. You really don't know my everyday. I'm very open about a lot of it, but ultimately I'm still a human being on a screen separate from you. So I think my least favorite is when people like really try to like just pry and, and really like that, that that's, it's hard, you know, yeah. it, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. Cause you don't want to be a dick too. And you don't want to be like, look, it's right. none of your fucking business, but sometimes you do kind of want to say those things, you know? Yeah. The people feel too, and it's weird cause it's a one way street. So they're watching you. It's like the podcast too. Like totally. they listen to you talk forever. So they feel like they've talked to you a million times and then they feel more comfortable. I've been on the other side. Like I listened to a lot of comedian podcasts and I remember I listened, I was listening to this one like every week and I went to one, like a stand up comedy spot, like the improv or something. And I saw him in the parking lot. And I felt like I knew him so well that I just was like, I was like, yo, what up, man? And then I was like, oh, shit, you don't know this person. And because they looked at me yeah. all weird, like, do I know you? You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, oh, shit, you just said hi to someone because you feel like you're friends with them. And it was just like this reaction. And then I was like, no, sorry, I love your podcast. All right, peace out. And I felt like an idiot. I was like, oh, my God. It, it's, but it's And then weird. you have to think about it this way, too. Like, per every, like 
it's it's so weird, right? It's so, so weird because per every, like, let's just use the COVID thing for yeah. an example. I announced that I had COVID and I mean, I would, part of me was like, how am I ever going to get better if I'm constantly telling all the people asking me, how are you feeling? 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 <laughs> like it's times right. it's a little overwhelming, right? Which, yeah. which I get it's rooted in concern and, yes. and there one, but I think sometimes I think people need to kind of click and say, okay, like I like this person that I'm watching. Right. And I think they're dope and I want, I want to get to know them, but as much as I want to get to know them, like, yeah, you know, 15, 20,000 other people also feel that way. So I think it's awesome when people are a little understanding with like, you know, I heart your comment. It's because I see it and I acknowledge it. But if I were to sit and have conversations with every single person that DMs me, I would just not have any life or, or any outside source. So it's the people that don't get that part and feel very entitled to like, you know, yes. those are the ones that are, that no, are hard I think for me. that like, you know, it's a, it's on a different scale, but, um, I was just watching that show, Dave, do you watch that show? It's like, um, I don't, but I want to start little Dicky show. I mean, yeah. so I don't want to give too much away, but on the last, the last episode, I mean, the whole show is amazing. And the last episode was really good, but it had somewhat of a window into that part of things because like Doja Cat was a guest, um, actor actress on it you know she was acting on it and dave was on it but it showed in a way like it showed their their phone like their messages that they get and it gave you an idea of how insane someone like doja cat's phone must be with the alerts and how busy oh my god you know it plays all into the story i don't want to give it away but yeah that's an insane level so can you you know but it showed that people would get mad, you know, thinking, oh, she's ignoring them or something. You just got to understand there gets to a point where somebody's getting more and more followers or people that like them. Like you said, you got to give them the space, you know, like you're not the only yeah, person or you in just the world. Gotta, exactly. That's what it is. And it can, I get how it can feel very, um, like personal, you yes. know what I mean? Like, like it, it, it can feel very personal, but it's not personal because I don't personally know you so it's not personal it's it is very like i really really try to to get as much as i can and do as much as i can but it's it's really really hard because there's and then there's there's the ones where you start you know hey how are you feeling and it's like oh i'm just using that as an like this isn't a specific conversation but i'm feeling great oh nice um are you what shows are you watching right now right uh uh, I'm watching this. Oh, good. Oh, have you seen this one? And then it's like, uh, yeah, give an inch and it's a mile. So it's, so it's hard, hard you know, know. It, and they it really mean is. Well. And I'm I get not it. bitching yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to yeah. sound like a bitch because, um, you know what, but you know what? Sometimes I am a bitch. I'm a human. So yeah. I, I can be bitchy. No, but you only have um, a certain amount of time. It takes time. It's even with the Twitch streams. Like a day. I, I don't go in the chats a lot of the time now because I don't want to, I love everybody, but I need to yes. have enough time to be able to go. How are you doing? What up? Oh, here you yeah, well, Because otherwise I seem like a jerk. So then I just don't say yes. anything, but then I hit him later. Like I did watch your whole stream, but it was on in the background. I don't want to be in the chat. Like. What up totally. every single random person who I definitely respect them. And I'm not saying they're an idiot, but I don't have the time to be doing it. And, and like we have other things in our life and yeah, I get it. Hands down. And uh, yeah. And like I said, you don't want to seem ungrateful. I'm not ungrateful, yes. but there's just a reality to this. And, right. and reality is you, you just cannot please everybody. And 
it's hard, but yeah, yeah to, hopefully that answered that question. Yes. No, I think, I think that gave a good insight into it. Um, all right, let's see a few more. Um, Mindy Sue three. She asked like a bunch of questions, but, uh, I'll just put them okay. all together. She <laughs> said, how do you try to still stay connected with OG supporters now that you're busy with gigs? Oh, and then she also said, what is dating life look like? Not for me, but are you open for love? Okay, that's two totally <laughs> different sides. Um, totally different sides. So to me, giving the OGs is still showing up on Twitch, right? Yes. Like, um, granted, my whole being is not, is I, I'm not trying to give my whole being to my right. supporters because that's just unrealistic, but yeah. still, still showing up on Twitch that, that to me is that's where you came. I'm still going to invest in that. Um, it might look different. It might not look as structured as it did when I had the time to be structured, but I'm doing the best that I can to still try to accommodate and make, like I said, everyone feel seen and still, and still, you know, appreciated. That's what it looks like for me. I give you, if you're an OG supporter and you ride with that OG music, I give you a monthly event called you're not down. And if you can make it great and if you can't, that's okay. There's always next month. Um, right. and when you so say you give them like. that, that's a subscriber only stream or you're talking about the real party? No, the actual party. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's an actual party. Um, so that's me, you know, still, still, yeah. you know, maneuvering yeah. through that. Um, lo- dating life looks like nothing. How do you date in COVID? You, you, right. you don't. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I am super open to love, but it's never been something that has been like a focus for me or I feel inadequate if I have it or if I don't have it. Um, it's good. a blessing. I love, I love being in love, but it's not, anything that is I am I am a fun single person and I'm a fun in love person whatever season is for me I take so I'm always open to it but it's never been like uh, (laughs) I need to be in love like why am I not dating someone why am I not uh I have a pretty you know all my friends are dope and awesome and I always say I have to like you more than hanging out with my friends and that's hard (laughs) so um, yeah, I'm open to love. Hey, I'm with it. But yeah, okay. if it comes, I'm sign me up. If it's, if it's not here yet, I'm okay with that too. Right. Well, I think that's a good way. Cause I'd be getting distracted too. Well, I know that's the hard thing. It does take, if you go in that world and you need to find someone that takes over your life the same way streaming and you want to pay attention to the streaming. You, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. So I'm kind of not mad about not being in love right now. It's, um, it's been beneficial. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's the same way with being open to, I don't know what's going to happen. And the streaming takes off. The same thing can happen with relationships when you're not looking for yeah. it. It's probably when you end up meeting someone that you could get along with in that way. 100%. What's um, for me will always be for me. And that's, yes. that's kind of the, my, my walk through life mind frame. I think that's great. Um, yeah. The next person, I guess, sort of, uh, I think, is probably making a joke, but put <laughs> tags onto that. It says, uh, B Killa says, when are her and Leslie getting married? <laughs> I knew it. Here it comes. Yeah, man. So DJ Leslie, my best friend, we were together for seven years. Um, you know, I always give her shit like common law marriage. Like, you know, we was married basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were together for a really long time. We've been apart for God, I think almost five years, maybe four or five years. Yeah. And, um, you know, you just have a, a connection with someone and she's my family and 
she's going to be my family, whether we're in a relationship or whether we're not. Yeah. Um, I love her, but we would both drive each other crazy if we were in a relationship. So we just stick to that whole, you're my bestie. I'm your bestie. I got your back. You got mine. And, and we're okay with that. So, um, uh, no wedding balls anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> but Les is my girl. I love her, man. She's not going anywhere. I always tell people like, you know, the hardest part of dating Leslie or myself is like, we're both like, hi, we're here in the background. We're still here. Um, so but yeah, I don't, you know, no, no wedding dates for Leslie and myself. No plans, okay. you know, good to know. I don't know. She's great though. Yeah. I, I love her. And, uh, oh. yeah, she's a great DJ, great person, great DJ, great person. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's just, I love Les, man. Les, my girl. <laughs> nice. Team DJ Leslie always, yeah. Um, all right, we got two more questions, and then we'll do a little final thing. Um, I think I, ty- I, th- I think I'm saying this right. Some of these I typed in, so hopefully the autocorrect didn't mess it up. But uh, Melissa Aguere01 says, when is she going to DJ at Coachella? And you, you said you were actually <laughs> supposed to, right, before the pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, I booked um, actually the silent disco of Coachella. Nice. Uh, I was so excited. Like, are you kidding me? Um, yeah. It's it's hard. I, th- I think I don't know. You tell me like how you feel as well as a open format DJ. We're not. I'm not making music. So sometimes you feel like something like Coachella is such a far right far unattainable thing, right? Yeah. Because what like oh here's just a dj but then you know my boy gabriel who's been part of the coachella family for a really long time he opens coachella every year he doesn't make his own music or or if he does he's not on the plot like he's not showcasing that you know he's just playing vibes so anything's possible um i i still believe one day i'm gonna play at coachella i don't know what that looks like i don't know how i don't know if it's my music i don't know if it's just me because i've created this cool thing but i am going to play at Coachella. Yes, um, I agree. So, yeah, let's go. Let's <laughs> I think it. you yeah. are. I mean, this look, just... D-Nice sold out the Hollywood Bowl. You know what I mean? He's an open Dude, format DJ. Right? He's created this yeah. whole thing. Next month, he's playing to a sold out Hollywood Bowl. And then now he's created a tour. I see he has a bunch of other ones he's doing around the country. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's not a, a sign or something pointing in the right direction um, for, like you said, open format DJs, people that aren't making their own music, to still be able to do something like that, then I don't know what is. You know what it is? I'm going to be honest. I am a very confident girl, right? Like I'm very, I, I'm confident. I know what I can do. I know my strong points. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't really believe in myself in a way that like puts me in the mind frame to, I can do these things. I don't know why I, it's the disconnect that I struggle with. I know that I'm capable of right. doing these things, but I don't always put myself in that position of like, and if you really, 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 really wanted to, you can do. And I, I, I gotta get that. Like, because I, you know what? I, I have done some cool shit. I have yeah. done a cool thing during this pandemic and, and I, I should probably start shifting that gear to like, like even Sujit will be like, yo, for your birthday, we got to do something dope and epic. Like think big, think big. You yeah. have, the platform and you have the space what do you want to do for your birthday and i'm like uh dinner at matt like i, I don't know, like you know what i mean so yeah i think i need to get my shit together too in in opening my brain of like you can do this really cool shit you just have to believe in yourself enough to do it as well yeah i think you need to yeah. listen to yourself because yeah. what, exactly what you just said is what you need I to hear, I, actualize I and like realize inside of yourself because it's the truth and seeing from the outside I know it like if you did something massive like that I would not I would be 
happy for you and impressed and not surprised though. You know, like it for sure is possible. And, yeah, it, and for sure yeah. will happen. I'm willing it to exist. It'll happen. Yes. It'll, yeah, it'll definitely happen. I just have to hunker down and, and focus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always tell, like, like I told Sujit before, you know, he's like, I, I was the girl that was, I worked a DJ gig because I like to get up in the morning and during the weekdays and surf and hang out and have dinners with my friends and, and live a very, very, very simple life. Right. Yeah. Like that's why I loved being a DJ. Um, but now I feel like I'm still that girl, but now I'm able to see that I have created a brand and something that is requiring me to step up and not be that girl anymore. And I have this baby that I have to kind of cultivate a little more. And I think I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing okay, but it is, it is, I'm still that like laid back hippie, like, yeah. That's whatever I but i need to get it together a, you can combine all of that i gotta find that balance yeah yeah, yeah i'm still searching for so it so you still yeah. surf though like on a regular basis i don't i'm not in by any means like i'm not a good surfer right like i'm not a bitch that's out there catching major waves but, you but stand i have up on the board with the wave behind you. yeah <laughs> yeah i could stand good. up on i'm a longboarder and um okay. i haven't been able to surf as much this year because streaming, you know, I stream and that has taken a lot. I went for my first time, God, within months, like last two weeks ago, I sucked, but I love doing it. You know, I love, I, even though I suck, I love it. Right. I don't, I don't give up. And one day, hopefully I won't suck. (laughs) See, it's just, you can apply that to everything. So I think totally all of that, just do it. Yeah. I know. I want to surf. I took my son for like surf lessons and had someone else show him and then he was doing it and I was standing out there like, I want to do this. Like I did it when I was young, but I haven't done it for, I don't know, 30 years or something, 20 something years. It's the greatest feeling for this one reason. You can't have a phone. You literally have to be the most present at like, I've never done anything in my life where I have to be that present because you're in the fucking ocean. Um, on a little skinny board and yeah. there's mind frame of is this wave going to crash on me? And like, how am I going to maneuver that? I have to focus. Is there, this is a thought process. There are a shark under me. Like you're very right. like nothing else matters in the world other than being in that ocean. And that is such a freeing, great, great feeling to have that in this world of technology and being on your phone and, yeah. and documenting everything, you know, yeah. that's what it does for me. It just re kind of centers me. It's so true. It's one of the only things that you that you have to just fully be off your phone. Like no choice. Oh, yeah. I mean, you like and fo- like you can't even d- zone out. Right. Because you're like, is this wave going to crash on me and I'm going to choke water? You know, like you right. have to be present. So it's 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 fun. If anybody's not afraid of the water, I, I highly get on a board, paddle out, even if it's not far. Just it's such a great, great, great feeling. Yeah. I mean, the shark thing is a little crazy, but. I, uh, someone was, I heard like Seth Rogen or someone talking about it and he's like, I've never gone surfing. He's like, I've gone snowboarding. But if you told me that crazy, massive monsters with teeth came out of the snow and bit your leg off, I might not do it. I'm like, I never thought about it I mean, when you put it in that perspective, yeah, I'm like, shit, I don't think I would either. (laughs) I was like, I never even thought about it like that. But, um, yeah, I definitely want to try it again. I'm sure I'll fall down, but I'll do it. Oh, for sure. But it's all like, it's, it's, you're meant to fall down. Yeah, It's a, it's a metaphor for life. You're going to get knocked down. You got to pay attention. Totally. You're going to get knocked down a bunch. You're going to get water in your face. You're going to want to swim back to the shore and quit, but you just keep getting back up and doing it. And you're going to end up happier and feeling better than before. 100%. 
So surfing is life. Um, all right, one more question, kind of chill one to good end on. Um, Kiki nineteen C, I think I typed that right. What's your go to comfort food? Ooh, pizza! I love pizza. Nice. Like I, yeah, I, I'm a cheese girl, right? So like, yeah, just ugh, good dairy cheese. is just my damn jam like oh oh, you can't get a bitch off dairy so pizza (laughs) is just that that sauce and the bread and like oh i'm a pizza girl by heart always sounds like a new song can't get a bitch off dairy it's like the new Uh, can't get a bitch off dairy uh can't Can't get get a bitch bitch off dairy dairy. for a single out for a single out you're not down records can't get a bitch off dairy i'm about to pop ten thousand worth of bottles put that can't get a bitch off dairy uh Uh, yes right (laughs) where the gouda where the gouda I throw it up. You got to go play in uh, Wisconsin and uh, Milwaukee after last oh. night. <laughs> um, oh my god! I'm so playing funny. in uh, Nebraska. Oh, you coming are. Up, I think in September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been there. Oh my god, that'll be fun. They're all Have about you... their steaks. I played there. I did a show in Lincoln, steaks. Nebraska, like a long time ago, and I definitely ate a steak. That's what they were all about. Um, I'm down with that. And it was fun. I mean, it was like I feel like it was maybe some type. It was a while, probably ten years ago, but it was. You know, I think college kind of crowd, just all in partying, yeah. having the best time of their life. No the pretentiousness. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fun. Yeah. It's not like being in a Vegas or a LA or you got to think about it. It's just like all out fun. I get, mean, you know, let's be honest. LA is probably the most not fun city to play in. It depends. I'm gonna, but yeah, I'll, the I'll clubs, say it. Yeah, very like people. Like are, our, our hot clubs. Right. The, the the people will be in there for less for an hour and then they only want to hear a couple things and then they're out. It's like, yeah. It's like you're playing music for Instagram. Right, right. I was saying like, like how got am I to, soundtracking your Instagram videos? You're totally soundtracking their inter- Instagram videos. And then I would also yeah. look like at some of those clubs where they would let girls stand on the tables. And it was almost like how many you had standing up there was like. If you were killing it or not, maybe. I don't know. It was like yeah, bars totally. on your phone. Like if you totally. have service. I'm totally. like, okay, I got eight girls standing up and they're yep. all Instagramming their face. So 100%. I guess I'm killing it. <laughs> it's like. Totally. No way to judge. Um, dope. Well, I mean, I feel like we could talk forever. You've told us so much. We've learned a lot about you and there's probably so much we don't know, but um, I want to let you go too. And I'm about to go eat pizza uh, as well, oh. at, uh, I don't know. If I you, think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna order some. I gotta do it. I'm going. Uh, do you know JCO DJ JCO by any chance? Yeah, I know of JCO. But oh, okay, yes. so he actually his uh, brother is this amazing chef, and they just opened a pizza shop called Gorilla Pies. And uh, I was going to go meet Steve Wonder's birthday. I was going to go meet him there and eat it. So I'm excited. Oh, I love Steve Wonder. Send him my birthday love. Love Steve Wonder. Okay, I will. The Book of Love is one of my favorite mixtapes. So good, right? Steve kills it with the mixtapes. Like Steve was like my DJ partner. Like when I had no DJ friends and I met this guy and I was like, and we became best friends. And um, yeah, he made this. I think one of my first parties I went to in LA was at Bar Lubitsch back in the day. Yeah. And I want to say Steve Wonder was the DJ and I was just like in love. I was just like, this is the coolest. Like I felt like it was very in Sean Paul's music video where you're hot in that basement, like that back room. I ended up doing parties thereafter, but I like fell in love with, with, yeah, I'm That's pretty amazing. sure it was Steve Wonder. I'm sure it was because yeah. he would DJ there and then we would do this spot Winston's that was one block away down yeah. the street. And, uh, yeah. even we, me and him did this, well, Mr. Best and, and Steve Wonder and me did this, um, a video party where we would DJ videos called, uh, sure okay. shot. 
And that was, I remember oh, yes, we did I remember the, that party. We did the, the release party for LMFAO, I'm in Miami, bitch, the video. And like, no one knew who they were. It was like, I have this whole video yeah, of that yeah. night. So funny, like going back to that. And we would bring like Shortcut and Peanut Butter Wolf and all these people would play. But um, yeah, back in the day. And now Steve actually does pretty dope video sets on Twitch. So it all kind of yeah. came full circle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's he's doing a night at the Dime tonight. Uh, for his birthday, um, which is, I think he has Lord Finesse, um, oh, a bunch of like legendary hip hop people are going to, oh, Dante Ross yeah. and a few people. So we're going to go to the pizza spot to JCO's pizza spot, which I've had, I had a delivery, but I haven't had it in the spot yet. But, um, now that I know you're a pizza person, you got to try it. It's really, I got to check that like, out. Yeah. Really fucking good. Like his brother Absolutely. is like on some genius chef level shit. So uh, really good. good so pizza. I'm going, I'm heading over there after, but, um, before we well, get enjoy out of your here, pizza. thank you. And, um, what do you have any sort of message for people out there listening, whether it's for DJs or just people listening and words of encouragement um, or things you've learned or any, any message you want to give? It doesn't matter. Yeah. I think again, man, kind of jumping on from the beginning of the stream, we're all human and we're all in a really, uh, unknown time and yeah. we're all trying to just figure it out as we go man be kind to each other be yeah. you never know what someone's going through at home you don't know people's reasons for doing the things that they do don't take shit personal it's always 90 percent never about you and just be kind to each other it's not a bad life it's not a bad day i'm sorry it's not a bad it's a bad day not a bad life like yes. that's kind of something that you know we're we're all kind of just we're just just be nice to each other. That's it, man. Be nice. Like, yeah. I I can't stress it enough. Be nice. Remember, everybody going through some shit just like you are. So that's kind of like the one thing that I would, you know, say. Be I kind to it. each other. Be kind. Yeah. I love it. As, as, it. as common sense as that sounds, I don't think a lot of people practice that or even think no, about it. So definitely not. It's not common sense nowadays, especially with this digital world. But yeah, you know, and it's never too late to change. Like, yeah, it's never too late to, to change your mind frame of like, you know what? Maybe I'm kind of a dick. Maybe right. I could be like a little bit small. Like the one time you want to be small, I have a smaller dick is just when it's personality concept like maybe it could be a smaller dick you know <laughs> yes. why not yes exactly go why not encourage people to have a smaller dick no to be yeah, <laughs> to be yeah, a yeah. smaller yeah. dick yes yeah. no it's the truth yo thank you so much for coming on the podcast and uh yeah. blessing us with all the gems and insight no thank and you guys really appreciate yeah, thank you for it. having me yeah of course so um hopefully we'll see you in real life once you feel better and uh out there and then also back on the yes. stream and, uh, That's right. Yeah, thank you again, Angie V. Oh, and where can everyone find you for the people that are not already following? Um, on Instagram at DJ Angie V V E E on okay. Twitch at Angie V. No DJ in front. Okay. I went through this little thing where I'm like, I'm more than just a DJ. Right whatever we've yeah all, so yeah that's what that. it is <laughs> okay yeah, and yeah, on yeah. <laughs> on twitch it's dj angie v right no at oh, angie v on twitch sorry. okay no dj yes so ig dj twitch no dj right i wish it was easier to like combine all this shit into one name like who's gonna create Seriously. the master service that you can just prove it's you and then you can send that form to every social media company and be like because like my name's d-e-e-j-a-y spider on twitter you know and then my name's dj spider on instagram and it's like yeah come on it's the year 2021 I, I, help yeah. us out here 
Get it, yeah, for sure. Hands Just down. For people that can prove it's them rather, you know, not like for random ass, you know, anonymous people, but yeah. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah. One day. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get we'll there. See. All right. Well, yo, Angie V, thank you. Thank you for doing everything you do and just being yourself and inspiring all Thanks. of us. And uh, we will see you soon. All right. I'll see you guys. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you to Angie V for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. I had so much fun getting to know her better, learning about her streaming setups, her plans for the future, the things she's learned from the past. Uh, She is just a great person to hang out with and learn from. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. The 20 Podcast is produced by BeatSource. So join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider, signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.